Virginia. William Hill, America's number one sports book, is now here. And we have a special 2021 offer to help you bet on all your favorite sports risk-free. Download the William Hill Sportsbook app, and when you sign up, you can get started with a risk-free bet of up to $2,021. Use promo code RADIORF. Terms and conditions apply. 21 plus only. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat our confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. Let's make it interesting with William Hill Sportsbook. What? Yeah, I love it. I, all the name-kicking. All the name-kicking. All right. And we're well, about to yeah, go you, you don't want to see me take ass. It's not that kind of party. I do. I do. Wearing my tutu. That's right. <laughs> Good evening. Welcome oh, to see, another now episode. Now I feel underdressed. My tutu is in the car. Had I known. See, tutus are awesome. Welcome to another episode of Uncork with T. I'm T. This is my guest, Angelina. Now. Hi there, gorgeous. Hello, gorgeous. How are you? I'm magnificent. Life is good. Life is We're good. learning. We're crying. Yes. We're drinking. Life is good. Life is good. So um, Angelina is a mental health professional, a public speaker, a facilitator, a performance artist, and an educator. You heard. Uh, she yeah. developed yeah. a ridiculum curriculum. So fun to say. Yeah. Um, a guide to purposefully ridiculous growth and leadership. Um, she offers inspiration, innovation, and positive risk-taking by breaking down barriers to individual and group processes what oh my gosh it's like you read that or something what like, did crazy. you have that memory right my memory is great i just gotta hold on I'm just... mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah well how yeah are it's all true how are you gorgeous you know what i'm good i'm i i'm actively engaged in the process of finding and sharing joy damn that's what i'm doing Fuck yes. Fuck yeah. yes. So uh, you can say yeah, whatever I'm you want on the show. Say what? You can say whatever you want on the show. You know, drop the F-bombs. Did I just say F-bombs? Drop the fucks. Whatever you want. Yeah, you can drop the fucks. I, no, I, I wasn't looking past that. I was really wanting to find the right words for what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I think, um, Man, it's a hard time right now, right? Like there's just been a particular, and you can always say that in life. There's kind of never a time when you can't turn to someone and be like, man, it's a hard time right now. And they're not going to go, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, Right? Uh, But this year, uh, you can kind of say that globally. Mm -hmm. And it has a totally different understanding and a totally different meaning. And then depending on, you know, what, what name you have or what skin color you have or who you sleep with or what gender you claim, you know, like there's all those other layers. Right. So it's a particularly hard fucking time, even precious things. So, and (laughs) I think finding, finding joy, actively seeking it out and seeking to share it with each other on purpose is even more important than it's ever been. And I can't do it the way I'm used to. Um, yeah. So, you know, finding more creative ways and uh, more generous ways and more gentle ways more gentle has been ways. so important. Yeah. yeah. Damn, that was an amazing You know, right after, right after the TED Talk, our friend Bob died. Like, Oof. he, we, about 
you know, we found out he was dying right as we were preparing for our TEDx talk, right? Mm -hmm. And I mean, like preparing to perform it. Um, and then we basically left that experience and dove directly into the three month death of our dear friend. Oh. And we ridiculated our way through that too, but we ended up doing it in a much gentler way, mm -hmm. right? Than I think we'd ever experienced yeah. just as fiercely and with just as much like fervor and emotion. Mm -hmm. um, but we couldn't bust into the room. True. Right. Yeah, it's a lot. But like the smell of Donna's soup filled the entire hospice center. And it was ridiculous how, you know, like it was this space of like you don't even realize that scent doesn't exist in in, mm. in moments of grief, right? So anyway, it was a neat moment to start to kind of reimagine what it means to be ridiculous on purpose regardless of what's happening in your life and because of it. Um, and that ended up being the beginning of a really, really tough year. Uh, and again, we find joy and we seek it and we share it because otherwise, you know, like we seriously fucking perish. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we fucking do. So you created this um, curriculum, the uh, ridiculum, ridiculum curriculum. I'm going to get it. The ridiculous curriculum. The curriculum of ridiculum. Yes. The curriculum of ridiculum. Ha ha. Um, you know, I actually found the first time I used that phrase, I found an old journal from the 1990s that was saying in my poetry, like it was, a, it, was it came from an old poem that I wrote in the 90s uh, that I operate from a ridiculum or from a curriculum of ridiculum. Damn. Um, yeah, I didn't even realize that until I had found this journal a while back. It was like, oh my God, my I've been on a ridiculous curriculum vision for 20 years. That works. Over it. So yeah. um, you started, you have a background in mental health. What drew you to mental health as a profession? Um, I think on some levels I've always engaged in mental health. I've always been good at negotiating difficult spaces mm -hmm. uh you know i'm a child of divorced parents so i was really good at negotiating those spaces yeah. uh and i see things i'm able to kind of sit back and kind of see what's happening um and offer that perspective to folks and for some reason i'm able to get away with saying shit that most people can't and i do uh, so I, it makes me a really intuitive therapist and sometimes, um, a really risky one. And somehow we all get away with it because we take these risks together, you know? What do you think gives you, um, that kind of power to say what, what propels you to say all the things that people don't want to say, you know, what gives you that courage? What gives you um, that fortitude, what pushes you forward to say that thing that most people won't? Honestly, sometimes I'm just too high and shit flies out of my mouth. <laughs> shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I've sought to give myself freedoms. I've, I've literally wrote a whole talk about donning permissions and offering them to others. Like I, um, I don't wish to contain myself. <laughs> Uh, right. 
amen from from the parrot in the back. Can you tell the parrot? Um, I don't I don't wish to contain myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I work hard to put myself in circles where that's not super necessary. Hmm. Um, or to maintain positions where I can just somehow get away with shit. I don't abuse it. Like I don't go out of my way to get away with something yeah. or to say something hideous or inappropriate. Um, but if the spirit moves me, I don't stop it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I found that when the spirit moves me to say something, it's exactly what I was supposed to say. Hmm. That kind of um, reminds me of Superman. Um, there's music. There's music. I don't know what the music is. It kind of sounds like Sean Paul a little bit. No, it wasn't. It's actually a song uh, that has my name in it. Um, Angeli, Angelina. Okay, anyway. Uh, uh, yes, go ahead. <laughs> Um, I was saying that um, the the power that you have to speak things into fruition in whatever way you feel necessary to um, and not abusing that power reminds me of Superman because Superman has amazing powers mm-hmm. and it is within Superman's, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. You know, that's kind of like his slogan. Sure. If you had a slogan, what would it be? Mm-hmm. Um, if I had a slogan, what would it be? Gonna... Mm-hmm. Okay. If, um, I'll take it. This is hot as hell. I'm sorry, guys. I... Jesus. No. So what's happening too <gasps> is I'm also getting texts from home of like of my panic dog sitter. My teenager had her friend show up and. I'm trying to figure out how to handle that while I'm trying to think of my slogan. So I think I'm going to go with Ridiculate Your Life because it seems to be appropriate, not just on brand, uh, but also for the moment. Yes, for right now. It's good. It's great. (laughs) Flare your nostrils and Ridiculate Your Life, I think, is where I'm going to go with this. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. Um, Have you ever had a side project take over your life? You ever start? Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. What what was it? Like, that's what happens. That's what my life is. My life is side projects that have decided they're my life now. (laughs) And they just take over your whole life. Sure. Okay. That's good. Uh, That's the choice that I made early on to let my side projects do it, to do the work. Really? What do you mean? You know, I don't know. My side projects point me in the direction that is, that most behooves me. Hmm. my side projects point me in the direction that most serves my spirit. Um, yeah. My side projects are what do it. Hold, so, hi. Your friends are Ella. Call Ella and go handle it. Call her. Call her. Okay. You've you talked to her. Ella. She's yeah. not comfortable. No. Hi. Right. <laughs> no, this is good. Um, Huh. Ridiculate your life. Take the moment that you're experiencing and fucking roll with it and find ways to make it work uh, that in ways that suit everybody. Has and that then ever fucking apologize later. Has it ever backfired on oh, you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's backfired right now. <laughs> <laughs> right now. Right the fuck now. Right the it's fuck like, now. Okay. Like, I have backfire all over my fucking face right now. You just can't see it because of the lighting. Cheers. 
<laughs> so you're a performer. Um, yep. You are a slam poet. Bam. Years ago, yeah. As a performer, um, right before you step on stage, that feeling you get in your chest, in your stomach, in your legs, in your body, what does that feel like for you? What is it like for you, like the moment before you step on stage? What is that like for you? I tend to... I'm a hype woman for myself, right? And I get myself hella, hella jazzed. And I think I kind of call upon all the energy from all the different spaces and like, right? And, you know, I'm in the space where I'm just ready to open up my light beams and send out my stuff. And um, whoever's there to receive it will receive it. And who's ever not, it'll just like either bounce off around or through them and you know, other people catch it, right? It's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think I go out, the The more I perform, interestingly, I perform most now almost poetically as a celebrant. I do weddings and I write them as these epic love poems. And they're these like huge, deeply personal <laughs> love poems about the it's almost like a love spell right and uh so it's so not about me as opposed to my poetry in my 20s which is like all about me yes (laughs) um right uh uh, and there's no fear or anxiety really about it it's excitement right because you know i'm about to go do a thing uh but it's just not about me it's celebration of of these other people Hmm. Um, so it's, there's this deep humility in it. I think with the, you know, like TEDxy type stuff, that's hard because you're presenting yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if the message, if you can stay on message, then you can stay deeply humble. Fuck yes. Um, for those of you who are watching, um, Angelina and I are, uh, Ted, TEDx buddies. Uh, we met doing, um, TEDx in Provincetown in 2020 or was that 2019? No, 2019, 2020 just stopped. Nobody had it. Oh yeah, yeah, that nobody had it. <laughs> no. no, it just cleared out. Yeah, and yeah. um, I fell in love with her energy. Um, with her, she just has this. Those of you who are watching, it's like you're like a nymph, like just just a magical nymph, just like spreading joy as you go. Just, the fuck was that? I feel better. Like, it's just, that's how, like, our relationship has been since we met. Um, you spreading joy and kindness um, yeah. everywhere you go. So with doing that, are you ever depleted? Do you ever feel like you go sure. home, you're just like, fuck, like, do you have anything sure. left for yourself? Sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm depleted all the fucking time. And I think one of the things that um, after an event, like a, a ridiculous event, mm-hmm. We will literally go home and look at photos and cry. Hmm. Like just not out of sadness. Well, sometimes depending on what people share, but people really open their hearts to you and they really expose themselves and they rely on your vulnerability to experience their own. And so you have to hold yours just so big, right? Um, So, you know, we try to always get together immediately after an event. We try to, like, stay together and go somewhere and eat or go somewhere, whatever. And, you know, we'll watch 
these videos that we have of people or look at photos that people have taken and each person will share the experience that they had and you got to see one part of that person, but then they got to have this experience with them. And, oh man, we just cry, 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 right? Um, and then the next few days you go through this kind of like funk because you're exhausted and it is super depleting. Anytime you're living a life of joy, it takes hardcore effort. And when you're living that life and offering that space to others, uh, it takes extra effort. And then sometimes there are people that kind of latch on that take extra, extra effort, right? Because they don't take responsibility for creating their own joy and they expect you to do it. So I think one of the things, one of my protective mechanisms, the armadillo thing, the bar, the boundary space mm-hmm. is saying here out in, out in a ridiculation space, I am willing to share my joy space with you and offer you this boost for you to hold it and do this for yourself. In my real life, if you're going to choose to be around me all the time, now you just have to offer that to yourself. Like, mm-hmm. I'll help you. I'll throw light at it. Right. But I'm going to need you to throw light at me too. Right. Otherwise, yeah, it's exhausting. A beacon can't shine light that it doesn't have. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to actually accept it. You have to be solar charged mm-hmm. with it. You have to you know, the electricity has got to be on, whatever the hell it is. Like you've got to source that light somehow. Um, I get it through really great friends, um, through painting, through performing, through uh, my pets, right? Through my kid. Um, Usually. Usually. Marie said, hi, I was lucky enough to see the Ted talks. Um, Also received a two, two still have it. You both were amazing. So for people who are watching who don't know what it's like to ridiculate, could you go, um, could you break it down like step by step? Like what does it mean to ridiculate to a crowd? How do you do it? Hmm. Okay. So like if you're talking traditional ridiculation, like I literally like ridiculating your life means just engaging in something that other people perceive as ridiculous or dismiss as ridiculous and you doing it on purpose because it brings you joy. And then sharing that joy with others. That's what it means to ridiculate. Mm-hmm. The traditional means of ridiculation that we've offered the public is, you know, showing up in tutus and asking people to stop what they're doing, put on a tutu and dance with us. Uh, that was this viable, it was silly, it was approachable, it was not too threatening unless you have, you know, issues around tutuary. Uh, <laughs> You know, as long as you have no issues with jackassery, you're fine. So we would swoop into, you know, the mall or the park or, you know, a church or a bar or a grocery store and uh, with a bag of tutus and ask people to stop what they're doing and dance. Uh, We always have great music because how are you going to ask people to dance if you don't have great music? Mm -hmm. Um, And I taught myself to make tutus so that we could like kind of pull that off and I've made over 200 now and we've ridiculated with over 3000 people. Um, We've had over 3000 people in six States stop what they're doing in their regular course of a day, like on their way to Abercrombie and Fitch, right. To put on a tutu and dance instead. Nice. More. Yeah. We actually, last time we ridiculated was, um, (laughs) uh, was a church service. Uh, we did, well, uh, we, 
On our website, you can see uh, a full church service. Uh, we were invited to, I was initially invited to do a sermon, um, but I'm offensive and big. So I just took <laughs> the whole service and uh, I, we ended up doing a purposefully ridiculous church service. Uh, you can watch the entire service online. It was really, we, I brought kazoos and we all kazooed all of the hymns and I brought waving ribbons, which the hell is a waving ribbon, right? It's no idea. Strands of ribbon and we wave them in the air because why not? And um, we're actually going to use this uh, at our next ridiculous event because uh, we had to find, you know, ways to socially distance it. Mm -hmm. So I work to have, you know, where people can hold opposite ends of the ribbon uh and that way you can you if you have eight foot strands of ribbon you'll be good you know whatever but i don't know finding <laughs> way it's all ridiculous isn't it it's wonderful um if yeah. anyone has any questions for angelina throw them in the chat um zainab said um i have this ridiculous dance i do and uh in public on purpose with people i'm with and i do it randomly because it gives me utter joy fuck yes yeah um, yeah. Marie said, you're doing it right. She's ridiculating. She doesn't even know. Keep up the good work and help. I, I encourage you to engage in acts of spontaneous choreography at all times, um, and make them more and more elaborate each time and involve others, uh, because they will get really excited and look forward to those opportunities to chime along. They'll literally have thought of steps. You don't realize it, but they will have. Yes. Yes, there are parts of me that have always wanted to break out into song and dance, and I've done it yeah. because why the fuck not? Yeah. Um, right. Marie said to Tuary, <laughs> and um, she said, Hi, Angelina, 3000, holy shit. And um, yeah. Zainab said, Yes, I shall. Yay. So if you guys have any more I questions or any questions for Angelina, throw them in the chat. Be respectful. Don't be coming at my girl like that. Right. Listen, come at me. I don't care. Ridiculous doesn't care. I can do it. I can, I can hold my own. You can, you heard what she said. You heard what she said. Um, so we did a, a TEDx talk together in Promistown and yeah. it was challenging and amazing and fun. What was it like for you to build your TED talk from the ground up? Fuck. It was so <laughs> intimidating. <laughs> It was so intimidating, you know, if you have 10 minutes to talk to the world, 10 minutes and the audacity to talk to the world, what the fuck would you say? Right? Eat tacos. Fuck. Like you start out with, well, I'm a pompous ass. Nice to meet you. <laughs> right? <laughs> I think that I should get a million hits. Let's talk. Thank right? You. This is some stupid shit. Like who does this? And everybody should do this. Everybody has something to say. Everybody has something of value. We haven't all cultivated how to share it. And we haven't all cultivated what that message is or how to experience it. Mm. Um, and, you know, some people are just tacitly more interesting than others. Uh, but, you know, in, but we've got something to share and it's powerful. So, you know, and it's important. It was scary. Um, I am extemporaneous by nature. I prefer this. I prefer this. Yeah. And uh, right? Yeah. yeah. Precious, prefers, tonight. precious prefers off the wing type of talk too. Uh, but I, 
I love being on, I loved emceeing because uh, on a stage, because you could kind of, you, you could feel the energy of the crowd and take them where you needed them to go and where the performers needed them to go and where they needed to go. Uh, and you could just kind of respond with that give and take. Mm -hmm. This was different. They wanted me to memorize some shit and they wanted me to memorize it like months ahead of time. And then, you know, do the same thing every time. And like, God, like everything I'm against as a performer <laughs> except the fact that my message was more important than my ego of being my ego as a performer mm -hmm. so I had to get the fuck out of my way and do it um, and I did and again I had hella support like my support system was absolutely amazing I ate lived and breathed TEDx mm -hmm. for nine months right I did nothing but that, right? Everything suffered around me. Uh, <laughs> uh, my my family, you know, like, and fortunately people felt that the message was so important that they were willing to pick up that slack. Mm. Um, so what sustains me and keeps me from getting too drained is the fact that I've built the most gorgeous fucking network of ridiculators in life. Yes. And they sustain me. Yeah. Uh, guys, if you're curious, um, this is a long ass link, but um, here is Angelina's link to her um, ridiculous um, TEDx. So check that out. I just put that in the chat. Um, Zainab said, could you be ridiculous right now? I sure can. It's hot as fuck, but here we go. <clears throat> here we go. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I roll. Yo, I took a, I, I was feeling ridiculous one day and I put on this wonderful tutu that you made me that I love so very much. And I went to Publix to the grocery store wearing my tutu and an army jacket. Mm -hmm. And I've mm -hmm. never felt so free. Is that what you feel like every time you go like ridiculi with people? Do you just feel this amazing yeah. freedom when you do it? Yeah, I totally fucking do. I have this brilliant freedom when I ridiculate because I have like this space again. Okay. So without the tutu, you're just this loud brazen bitch in a purple poncho. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like, who the fuck is that? In the tutu, you're crazy. Yeah. Um, so then what can't you do? Right. Once you're crazy. Or once they've dismissed you as being um, an artist or being, you know, bizarre or uh, whatever the fuck they, or ridiculous, right? Once you've been dismissed as ridiculous, there's deep freedom. There's deep permission. Then you get to don your permissions and be like, oh, okay, you know what? I am fucking crazy. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I'm going to wear, I know, right, Precious? As a matter of fact, I'm you know, 46 and I'm totally going to wear my little knee high socks and I'm totally going to wear bright colors and I'm going to wear this hat that I Beautiful. got at this vintage place. Yeah. Kathy oh, loves the hat, God, by the way. Right? I brought it specifically for this because I knew someone would be like, perform monkey, give me ridiculous. And I'm like, I got you. I got you, bitch. Here it is. <laughs> so I'm your monkey and I give you ridiculous. So um, this is a great, God, that's a great profile. Can you do that again? Great profile. Oh, I'm with you. Yeah, that was good. I hope you guys got a screenshot of that and you're welcome. Hold on. Let's do it again. Somebody get it and send it to me. Okay. 
It's See never as good as the first time. Fuck it. Yes. All right. Anyway, go ahead. Time is it's over. <laughs> um, where does your conference conference? That's glass number two of one. Uh, where does your confidence come oh, from? Oh, hold on. Let me catch up. <laughs> I want to go to the conference. Everybody, quick to the conference. You went to a conference. You didn't see it? It was great. Uh. Get the kids out. Let's get to the conference. Get the kids out of the wagon. We got to get to the conference. I love that you heard kids and I'm working on chins. I'm like, I look, you're adorable. Go ahead. <laughs> when you reach a certain degree of drinkery, right, which is like tutorial, but different, uh, there, <laughs> there's more inebriation and less tool. Uh, you end up like forgetting that you're on Zoom and that you're on camera and you're like, you just kind of get swallowed into your chins. Yes. <laughs> I've just showed everyone just in case you <laughs> that. Um, Zainab said, I'm enjoying this. And Marie said, please do it again, T. I was talking, T was talking to me when she said the screenshotting thing. I just know it. Please, one more time, count 10 seconds in your head, please. All right, fucker. Only because I love ten you. Seconds. 10 seconds? Do you know how long 10, ten seconds, seconds is on a screen? Hold on. <clears throat> this is for you, Marie. <clears throat> <clears throat> the longest 10 seconds in the history of seconds like what are you doing <coughs> oh. sorry buddy I'm trying <clears throat> I got this I got you're this. doing do so it. well I'm really impressed <clears throat> oh my gosh so good I'm so good I hope you got it buddy <laughs> <laughs> you okay you look like you're struggling i am i am don't so struggle hot. oh gosh you so are good. so hot it's the flannel right oh it is like my go-to oh. i fucking love flannel it just feels good it's i don't know it just duh that's right um i was asking you Okay, I didn't finish it. So where does your confidence come from? Have you always been a confident person? Is it something you had to work on? Or were you, were you born awesome? No, I'm not fucking confident. I'm, I, I'm a comic. And I go for the joke. Mm -hmm. And if the joke is past my courage or past my fear, then I have courage. I think I'm more courageous than I am confident. I'm scared shitless most of the time. Really? I just fucking do it. So yeah. you know like that old fucking... Um, that old motto, I guess, that you know, courage isn't um, the absence of fear. It is you can come doing over here. This is your you're fucking scared anyway. One more time, I didn't. Uh, yes, courage is the, what? What? I'm so curious. What's in the <laughs> What's in the bag? There are cookies, I think, and uh, then there's other cookies. Oh, these look really good. Should we have one? Yo, I'm like a hundred. Like I thought they were dates. I was like, yo, you got dates. Oh, you're so cute. They did look kind of, I thought, I was thinking date bars. I have to, bars. Date bars. Date bars. 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 You better get them date bars. This is glass too. I'm such a lightweight. It's ridiculous. I, I, yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not counting. Uh, I don't believe in numbers. Numbers are relative. Really? I do I believe have... in relatives. They're not numbered. Not, wait, wait, wait. oh. Let's go back to that. 
Let's go back to what? Um, numbers. I'm reaching into the bag. I'm sorry. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing happened. Where'd you get the cookies? Huh? Where'd you get the cookies? <laughs> Yo, where you grab that cookie? <laughs> Hi, Harp. What? Hi, Ryan. How you doing, love? Fantastic right about now. Thank you. How are you? She's eating your cookies, huh? Nope. Mm -hmm. Nope. Wish I didn't say it like that. Um, yes. Hey, Harp. I mean, take two. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Oh, man, I hate my life right now. <laughs> the better part is that they're brownies. Right. And I was going to say that, but then that's not much better. The brownies. No, no. Brownies is not better. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, they're delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just wash that down, shall we? Let's, uh, Buddy. Let's add Thanks, more alcohol. That's a great idea. Oh the extra leaded. Brownies are great. Okay, I have no idea where we were. We were like so derailed. Like we're that train wreck that they talk about for 20 years right. down about 20 miles from here. <laughs> yeah, whenever <laughs> whenever I think a train wreck, I think of Denzel Washington in that train movie. So whenever I see trains, I think about Denzel Washington. Perfect. I wonder if he was wearing a nice hat. He should be. I hope. I hope he's wearing that hat. Like I think it would have complimented the film. I think it would have made it better. Cause like that guy lost his foot, and then he put tape around it. I digress. So we so we've digressed so well. We are the digressiest. It's the best. Digressiers. We're the best best digressiest ever. It's what we do. It's what we do. I'm trying yeah. to say. That's how we rock and roll. Um. <laughs> I, can't. I just can't. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna have to let the train wreck, Fina. Because right now I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm trying. Okay. So. Oh my God. Like, can you hear it behind me? Go ahead. <laughs> so, I was wondering, there's a question I wanted to ask you. Through <laughs> my tears, I have questions. Yes. <clears throat> Pull it together. I wanted to ask you. Yes, you did. I did. <laughs> How did it feel? I have so many questions. <laughs> did everyone go to a D'Angelo moment in that second yes! after game? Weren't you there? I was so there. Are you there now? You should be. Okay. You didn't even need to say, like you can just feel it. Like, yes. oh. Just yeah. Oh. Alright, I'm done. Huh. <laughs> So I was wondering. Yes. What? Oh yeah. Um. How, <laughs> how did you feel the first time yeah. you put on a tutu? What was that feeling like? Okay, the very first time I put on a tutu, 
I was making it for someone else. It was not mine. The thought of wearing a tutu was preposterous because I was no hippo from Fantasia. <laughs> I had yet to experience how happy those fucking hippos were. Uh, so I was still judgmental of their hipposity. And I decided, no, 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 not for me. So instead, I was making this tutu for, um, you know, this bearded Duck Dynasty gentleman. And he, I tried it on. Of course, I made it to my size instead of making it to his size. And he's like a third of my size. So that ended up being really funny in the long run. <laughs> uh, but um, <laughs> I put it on and there was just this kind of like wobble, wobble, mm-hmm. wobble, wobble, wobble. And I'd always thought that it would make me look bigger. And of course it did, but it also didn't. There was, it was so big and so obnoxious and so just fucking preposterous. And, <laughs> and to be honest, I had a festival coming up and I, you know, pictured myself topless in this tutu and was like, okay, now that would be really kind of cute. And I, mm, wait a minute. So I did, I took the top off and I was just like, I'm looking at myself in the mirror. And I'm like, oh my God. No, but I kind of like this. And my uber Catholic, uh, super shamed mom would say, you know, if if a, if a dress fit really well, she would say it hit all your sins, right? Uh, meaning that it didn't like hug your body where there were folds or whatever, right? A tutu like hit all my sins, like it accentuated my waist and it kind of hid the apron foldy tummy that I had that I was so self conscious of, right? Mm-hmm. And like it hid the parts of my body that I was most self-conscious of while kind of accentuating the parts that I wasn't. And it was like, oh, hey, now I feel really fucking cute. I'm the cutest hippo ever. And then Harp bought me the 72 solar lights uh, that were actually meant for a patio umbrella. Uh, and we put the patio umbrella lights in my tutu and I walked around all day and they solar charged. Uh, and then at night I was this giant purple nebula just kind of floating through (laughs) the distance. Uh, and all these like tripping people were like, Oh my God, it's the fucking universe. Like I am. It's fucking gorgeous. I'm the universe and I love you is what I said to a couple of them. And I meant it. And it was like, oh, wait, I am the universe. And I love myself even. Oh, wait. Right? And that's how fucking profound it became. And I started to perform as this fairy at the fairy festival, Libertine. And um, I, I'm sorry? Topless or not? Not. Oh my God. Certainly super duper not family friendly festival. Like, uh, Libertine, Libertine is the freedom ferry. She puts, she takes people on freedom frolics through the forest. Right. Oh. And invites them to experience their free selves. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All this stuff. She's a thing. Uh, uh, but families and like children and grandmothers and like go running through the forest wearing tutus and experience. I think lots of people come to festivals and they come to watch other people be free right. on their behalf. Mm-hmm. And it's like, 
entertainment. They're paying for someone to experience freedom for them. And it feels nice. And isn't it fun to watch? Uh, and it's voyeuristic and it's cheap and it's tawdry and it doesn't have any real lasting experience other than to have watched something that someone else is doing that you want. Uh, so it creates wanting as opposed to creating any freedom in your life, right? So fucking participate. Uh, so Libertine is a pretty bossy ass fairy who asks people to come into this magical space and like actually participate. And there were these times when I would catch a glimpse of myself in the mirror and I would start to feel self-conscious about like my jiggly fucking thighs or whatever. Mm -hmm. And Libertine would straight up smack that shit out of me because she didn't have time for that. There was freedom to be fucking had. And I was going to get in the way of what she had to do. And I was so committed to that character and to staying in character for eight hours a day for three days every month, every year, right? Whoa, whoa, that, whoa. Like, go back. Wait, what? Yeah. You staying in character five days a week? No, it wasn't five days a week. It was for three days um, and for a good eight hours. Oh, like in hard buddy, character. Buddy, buddy, buddy. You were staying in yeah. character for eight hours straight. Three it was some of the schmoopsiest acting shit ever because you really got to explore the intention. And I could feel when I would flip out of character, like I would be feel like cosplaying her almost. Ooh. Right. Like I'd be wearing her outfit and trying and talking like her, but I wasn't walking the way she did. And I wasn't like my face wasn't fixed properly. Right. You know, I cared about this thing she would do. What is the weirdest shit that you've encountered while ridiculating? What is um, weirdest? Well, that's so judgy. I think we're the weirdest shit I've encountered while ridiculating. Mm. Um, You know, the weirdest shit I've encountered while ridiculating is my own judgment of other people of who's going to be willing to accept that invitation and who's not. I'm always convinced that someone is not weird enough to accept that invitation. And I'm always fucking wrong. Wait, go back. Say it again. You're always convinced. I walk to a space where someone, where I feel like the space is too conservative for us or too, you know, I don't know, whatever. I'm being the judgmental person into that space, right? Like it's too conservative. It's too butch. It's too, um, you know, Republican. It's too religious. It's too this, it's too that, it's too whatever the fuck, right? And these people aren't going to be willing to transcend these boundaries with me. They're not going to be willing to ridiculate. And Every time I go in thinking that I experience and I'm willing to meet that person or those people where they are and have that risky, courageous conversation anyway, they always end up doing it and they always end up enjoying themselves and needing to ridiculate their life the way they need to do it. Not necessarily the way I do it or to the degree that I do it, uh, but to their own degree. Right. For some of them, ridiculating their life isn't putting on a tutu and dancing around. It's having a conversation with a woman in a tutu who's dancing around. Hmm. For some of them, that in itself is the fucking most ridiculous thing they've done in 20 years. And it's I think I don't realize how othered I am, like how fringe I am Hmm. until I start hanging out with them. And then I'm like, oh, 
oh god i'm the circus freak in your life like wow how about that be the circus freak in somebody's life like that's that's your mission this week party people anyone that's still watching this right now my request to you is go be the fucking circus freak in somebody's life this week even if it's just yours uh but like freak it out be your own circus freak Mm -hmm. yep and somebody else's too like don't be lazy (laughs) what is it about no, I don't want to ask that question. That's boring. What a boring question. Don't even fucking ask me that. No, I'm not going to ask you that. That's fucking boring. <clears throat> what is it about... No, that's boring too. I have like... Oh my God, your questions suck. I have like questions here. Your questions are so good. No, I can do better. Awesome. Um, That one. I got one. Why ridiculous? Yeah, Why not silly late or um, dumb eight or what is it about the word oh. ridiculous that pulled you towards it? We were hella fucking purposeful. Huh. Purposefully ridiculous. Okay. We were really, we made an effort. We spent a lot of time, Harp and I, like talking about. The words. I think the re- the fact that it was the ridiculum curriculum and that that was something that was in my mind for over 25 years definitely influenced that, right? But <coughs> ridicule is at the core of ridiculous, right? Um, the idea of something it, something that is ridiculous is something that is to be ridiculed. Something that is to... Virginia, William Hill, America's number one sports book, is now here. And we have a special 2021 offer to help you bet on all your favorite sports risk-free. Download the William Hill Sportsbook app, and when you sign up, you can get started with a risk-free bet of up to $2,021. Use promo code RADIORF. Terms and conditions apply. 21 plus only. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat our confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. Let's make it interesting with William Hill Sportsbook. Welcome back to the quickest podcast ever, brought to you by Kohl's. Today's topic, Easter. I'm ready to break out the bunny decor. Same. Kohl's has so many cute things. You can decorate pretty much everything, even Easter eggs. My family will be so excited. (laughs) I got great gifts for my favorite peeps, too. Ooh, love peeps. Plus, I got Kohl's cash and 15% off. I'm sold. One more thing. Get it in one hour or less with free store pickup. I'm going to hop to it. (laughs) 15% offer ends April 3rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details.